Welcome back to the Waza Media Podcast. Waza Media is a digital marketing agency that believes in the power of storytelling. We show businesses and individuals how to communicate with laser focus in a media-saturated world. My name is JR. Welcome back. And today, I'm excited to bring onto the show Christopher St. Germain. Christopher, how are you doing today? I am doing fantastic, and I'm happy to be here. I'm glad to have you on the show. Uh, for our audience, Christopher is a commercial photographer with CSG Photos, Certi is a certified drone pilot with 18 years of aviation experience, and a dedicated outside-the-box online marketing specialist. And something I learned today from you, you are also a voiceover artist. Yeah, I've done a couple of books for Audible. Very and then, of cool. course, we do the voiceovers for our for our tours also. Awesome. We're going to get more into the tour, the tours, because today we're going to be talking about marketing on the real estate side. And uh, for our listening audience uh, who's outside of America, unfortunately, this is uh, this may not apply to you, but the concepts of marketing may be applicable. So your mileage may vary. Just you know, take some notes and uh, see what you can learn from uh, from this industry. And so, uh, Christopher, I just want to bring it back to uh, how we first met. I think it was uh, it's because it's, it's an interesting story. <laughs> well, we were in South Korea and you were in the military at the time. I had recently gotten out of the military and was working as a helicopter pilot. And we were both not pilot. I'm sorry. <laughs> retract that statement. <laughs> I was working as a helicopter mechanic and we were both studying under Peter Hurley on how to become a headshot photographer. You were much more advanced than I was. So I reached out to you and asked if we could do sort of a, a, a training out of my studio, which was about 45 miles south of where you were in Seoul. And I just made associate that year in 2014. Oh, that's awesome. So I, I think it was, it was fitting and, and to do that. It was, uh, it, it was a fun little headshot uh, workshop that we did. And I'm glad we, I got to do it with you and, and the attendees that came in. Yeah. Yeah. It was great fun. I still have the photos from it. So if you've lost those along the way, I can send them to you. Oh, I still have them. <laughs> okay. I figured you would. Um, I went the first time we met in person, I came up to Seoul to meet you and um, you were 45 minutes late because you had done a photo shoot that day and you were like no i have to go to my apartment first so that i can back up these images sorry i'm late like that took priority and i was like yeah okay cool <laughs> uh, always having uh as a young age i've i've lost two hard drives actually i still have them the 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 hard drives are damaged and i still kept them over the years and i'm, I'm making sure i have enough money and uh set aside and finding a good hard drive repairer mm -hmm. to bring that because I would love to have the um, the photos and some of the videos that I've taken since my high school days. So it's, I still carry them with me. It's a testament to how much the uh, technology has changed just in the past decade because now you can back everything up twice on your device and it automatically goes to the cloud. And if you want to save it to your phone as well, you can do that. So you've got like three backups as soon as you press the button. It's insane. So the biggest lesson is triple backup everything because <laughs> you never know when your hard drives will crash. And uh, I just need to transfer everything to solid state drives and have a backup in the cloud. 
and I think I'll have some peace of mind. Oh, wait, yeah, no, okay. third, third backup is make a copy of the SSD drive and put right. it into a safe deposit box at the bank. Right. You, well, you need like a, you need like a 16 gig raid and or terabyte raid, and then use half of them for storage and half of them to comp- constantly move things through. It's, it's getting crazy. But I, I think, I don't know if raids are the way to go with, with uh, the cloud now, maybe just it, everything's backed up on the cloud. So I don't know if the cloud can go down. That's the only thing that, that concerns me. And, and I learned that the cloud is really just a server in someone's physical space. That's right, right, right. So if <laughs> they have flooding or anything, you're, you're kind of messed up if they have a flood, right? Like so the lesson is the lesson is always have backups and right. have redundancy backups. <laughs> I'm, I'm uh, for, our, for our audience, as you notice, we're, we're already getting technical. <laughs> but that's okay because sometimes technology is a huge part of digital marketing and we're going to dive deeper into that here. So this is your disclaimer for what the episode is going to be about. Um, so we're as uh, Christopher, you're in, in the real estate market and um, when it comes to marketing, um, could you give us a little bit about the area that you're in, in the United States um, and give us a little bit of a status of where it is locally to you. And, and we'll start with that and we'll go into the marketing side. All right. So I am the owner of CSG Photos. CSG stands for Customer Satisfaction Guaranteed. And um, we are out of Hagerstown, Maryland, which is sandwiched right between West Virginia and Pennsylvania. So we do a lot of work in Pennsylvania. In fact, I just got back from West Virginia five minutes before we started this from doing a photo shoot down there and, and shooting some video. Um, the market in this area is insane because some houses don't even stay on the market for five days. Like they they rotate so fast. We get a video back with voiceover within 72 hours. And sometimes by the time we get the video back, the agent says, thanks for the video. We'll use it for our marketing, but that house is already under contract. It's that quick. It's that fast, yeah. And so, for context, this is we're talking about this in the in in Jan, the month of January two thousand twenty two. Do you uh, can you talk about what it was it like before the, the the global pandemic happened? Yeah, before the pandemic, the, it, in fact, the pandemic has been um, beneficial to our business because so many people are going online now. And prior to the pandemic, the the uh, strategy for most real estate agents was the same thing they'd done for the past 30 years. And that was, you know, put it in one of those homes magazines that goes out free on the corner and you pull the thing out. Somebody looks at it six months later, the house goes under contract and sells. And that we have gone from that prior to 2019 to now home selling within five days. And the first place anybody looks for a house, even though agents hate it, is Zillow. And the first (laughs) thing they're going to see is they're going to see if there's images. And if they're interested in the images, then they're going to see if there's a 360 tour. And if they like the 360 tour, they're going to look for a video. And most agents will tell you that video does not sell homes. And at CSG Photos, we agree with them. 
if it's the typical slideshow video, our research has shown us that those videos get about eight seconds of view time. And the reason is because you already have the images there. You can swipe through them at your own pace. That's all a slideshow video is. Right. However, when you put voice to a video, then people watch the video to the end because the reason they went to the video is because they want to hear everything there is to tell about that home. And a video with voiceover can tell the secrets of a home that photos alone can't sell. So is there a built-in sound system in the home? Is there a great fishing area nearby? Like these are the stories that we can tell when we're talking about the home in our voiceover videos. I like the keyword you mentioned story. So it sounds like people really want, they want the, they want the home, but they also need to be told someone needs to tell them a story of the home right. to help validate that this, this may be the home for them. Is that, is that, you can look at a picture and say, wow, that's got a really big dining room. And that's great. But you might not have that epiphany until the voiceover artist comes on and says, this dining room will be great for hosting family and friends for evening soirees. And then you're like, oh, I could host soirees like that. That word would have never even come to mind for me before. Right. So it's kind of leading. But at the same time. Uh, it, it really tells the story of the home. I'm thinking about my experience buying my first home in 2019. And my wife and I lucked out about six, six, seven months before the pandemic hit. We moved out of our apartment. Uh, and then with our growing family, we just had our, our second child and we knew we needed more space. And we needed, uh, we needed a place that was close to my wife's work. My wife was a nurse. Uh, working in the Northern Virginia area. And then I needed something that was outside of DC, uh, outside the Beltway 495 uh, due to uh, where I wanted to work and the areas that I wanted to go into. And plus the area that we have, oh, there's like two or three playgrounds for the kids. So, which is great. Oh, great. <laughs> I yeah. didn't want to maintain a playground. So uh, we <laughs> lucked out prior to the pandemic happening. And I remember the experience of going to homes physically and my agent would be, we almost be telling the same similar stories about, you know, about the house and stuff. So, you know, when uh, it sounds like with the, with the pandemic, having the voiceover kind of helps supplement that um, on, on the digital side. Well, between the voiceover and the 360 tours, we've had like people coming out of New York sight unseen making offers on homes. Not physically seeing it. Never physically saw the house make an offer on it. Wow. That just blows my mind that that is now that's now a thing you could buy it's something. now that it's now becoming the norm right it's 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 almost meta <laughs> because you can you can get the feeling that you're physically walking through the home in that 360 tour in fact when i first started doing the 360 tours i bought that original oculus quest vr headset yeah so that i can take people on like a, a virtual open house just put this on. They can look around. They can see. Look at the grandfather clock over there. I'm surprised that it fits there, you know. And and with the with the uh, Matterport tours, also Matterport is the platform that the 360 tours are hosted on. Generally, uh, you can like measure the wall, so you'll know if your television screen will fit. I mean, there's so much that you can do prior to going into it that it really helps finding the home that resonates with the buyer. 
And they can spend as much time as they want in that tour and watching the video to make sure that that's really what they want to purchase before they take the time to go and look at five different houses, right? So because just in our conversation, yeah. we, you, you've walked us through how marketing for the real estate for for real estate started with those magazines on the corner that were mm-hmm. for free. We've talked about it being online with with uh, with storytelling with digital with voiceovers and 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 uh, 3D tours, and now you've talked about VR, mm-hmm. an immersive an immersive selling experience or uh, an immersive experience into buying a home. Mm-hmm. And I just blows my mind to see how long we've gotten, but I think how short the adoption of these new things in the last two years. Yeah. And, you know, Matterport's been around for a decade, but nobody took it seriously until now. Now, Matterport, correct me if I'm wrong, has a, so- there's a there's software related to the platform, uh, but there's also a hardware piece to that. They have a camera that they use that is specific to their platform, but now they accept 360 cameras from outside of the system as well. Not so just only I their use, own. Okay. I use the Rika Theta Z1 for the Matterport tours. And I, and I will say my wife and I really like the 3D uh, or the uh, 360 tour that for the, the house we're currently in. Mm. And that was compared to some of the other places that we've seen. That was the one of the reasons why we decided to go physically look into this house because we could actually go in and, and like, okay, uh, we can picture ourselves walking through the right. hallways, going through the stairs, imagine ourselves cooking in the kitchen where the kids' bedrooms would be, where we would be sleeping. Right. The 3D, uh, the 360 tour was very, very helpful for, for, for me personally uh, and for my wife. Right. Um, so now the future of this is and we have a couple of agents who are doing this already but they are meeting agents online in a zoom uh, format similar to this what we're doing right now and then they can share their screen and open up the 360 tour and take their clients on a virtual open house tour tell them everything there is to know about the house and find out if that's the home that resonates with them they never even had to leave their couch right like they could just go and experience that house. And there's nothing that you can hide from a 360 camera. So if there's a a leak in the ceiling or a hole in the wall, you're going to see it in the 360 tour. You, you can't cover that up. Matterport is designed that way specifically because you have to represent the home properly. So you, I can't go in as, as a, an editor and change those images. Like I can in Photoshop, make the house brighter or anything like that. Can't do it with the Matterport tour. What you, what you shoot is what you get. So um, if that home doesn't resonate with the buyer, they can say, okay, let's go take a look at this one now and pull that up on screen and show it to them. Once they've found two homes that really resonates with them, they can drive out there and physically see it and, everybody's time is saved. You don't have people as a seller walking through your home who are strangers and it's so much less intrusive. It's definitely, um, it's definitely going to be the future of showing homes. So it sounds like the 3d tours, uh, the 360 tours and using Matterport solves problems for the seller and for the buyer, the buyer there's confidence 
there's confidence in the imagery that they're seeing they, they can trust the technology and for the seller it really streamlines the pro streamlines the process it streamlines the process but it also removes any type of indemnity for having people coming through your house mm -hmm. nothing's going to get broken mm -hmm. uh, nobody's going to trip and break their ankle like there's there's a lot of issues that are removed from having less traffic so i see this as a as a win-win for both the buyer and the seller one thing that's just crossed my mind is for people who are buying their so you, you brought up someone is buying a home from new york and probably in, in the area that you're, you're at and they go to a home they buy it do you see any buyer's remorse or do you believe the you know, that the um the digital products that are coming out there are they convincing enough that someone sees it online, they go through the tour, the virtual tour, they, they step physically into the home. Is it what they expect? The product we make is. One of the biggest questions I get as a real estate photographer, as soon as somebody finds out that's what I do, the first question they ask me almost every time is, are you the guy that makes the rooms look bigger than they really are? <laughs> and we are absolutely not that that company, right? We want to, uh, we want to represent the home in its current condition. So I tell them absolutely not. That's not what we do. It does happen. You know, you've got, you've got these ultra wide lenses on a cell phone that will make a room look three times bigger than it is, but that's not what we're doing. We are representing the home in its current state. So we have not seen any buyer's remorse on our end. Um, but I think part of that is because of the situation we're in. If somebody is willing to give up their home in New York because they want to move to a more rural area, they're trying to escape something, right? Mm -hmm. They're trying to flee the city, as it were. So they're already going to be happier with what they have if that's what they're looking. That's, that's the problem they're trying to solve, right? So I haven't seen it, but... Uh, in the future, when when people are just like, you know, I'd like to go to Idaho and live there for a while and, you know, purchase a home that way, it, it'll happen. There, there will be buyer's remorse for sure. But uh, for now, it's definitely solving an issue, uh, solving a problem. And it, in the future, it's going to it's going to continue to make things easier. I keep thinking about you know, other industries that have gone to using technology as a way that had a physical uh, need in order for the, for the sales process. But now that you don't need that anymore. And I'm, I'm remembering Zappos when Zappos was first, when first came out where you bought shoes uh, without trying them on. Right. And that was my and experience as a kid. I would try the shoes, see if they fit. Right. And if they didn't fit, I can immediately you try step your shoe. foot into that cold silver thing to see what size you wear <laughs> oh, and yeah, how wide your those. feet are. <laughs> oh, I remember those bringing it back. And, and then the thing with Zapdos was that you could get, if it doesn't fit, you could, you could return it for free. Return it for free. Right. And then later on, Amazon had, bought them out. Yeah. Amazon bought them out. And now Amazon and has took has their system service right. with that. And now I'm, so we, we have tangible products, consumer products that are following, following that. And now I'm, um, it just reminded me, I think it's Carvana. Carvana has a car buying experience mm -hmm. where you buy, you could buy a vehicle. From a, from a vending machine. Yeah. 
<laughs> without testing it out. Right. And and then and then you buy it. And I'm like, wow, that's we we've gone. It's either uh, one one point of thinking I'm I'm having is, are we trusting? Are the are the ads or are the marketing materials convincing enough that, you know, I can trust this? Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the other part is it's the, the money back guarantee. Right. The guarantees. If you yeah. don't like it within what 15, 20 days, uh, you can return it. Uh, Bring it back. No questions yeah. asked. Yeah. And then I'm a little older than you are. So I remember when buying cars even included the turning radius as being a sales point. Like you don't have to make a three point turn. You could turn this car around on a two lane road because the cars back then were, you know, three miles long. They were like land yachts. But you couldn't do that with those cars because there was no consistency in the build, in the build, no consistency in the product. So you might get one that had a leaking radiator right on the right on the showroom, right? Um, and and that just doesn't happen anymore. I want to briefly talk about Northwest Registered Agent. If you're starting or maintaining a business, you have to do it the right way. You could do it yourself, but that would take time away from doing what you love. I mean, you didn't start a business the paperwork, did you? Northwest Registered Agent has local agents in all 50 U.S. states, including Washington, D.C. and Puerto Rico. They helped my company, Waza Media, with getting our LLC and legal paperwork in order with ease and great customer service. I highly recommend them for helping you manage your business. Sign up with Northwest Registered Agent at waza.media slash northwest. That's waza.media slash northwest. And now back to the podcast. Wow. So the, so we're seeing what the, it sounds like the, the real estate industry and this illustrated market is, it seems to be on what everyone else is doing as far as in the pandemic, knowing that the audience or uh, prospective buying audience is on their phones, you're creating digital products and marketing products that are tailored for how the what the your prospective target audience is using in order to uh, tell them a story uh, and give them the information they want so they can be informed buyers to buy your product. Well, we're in a really exciting time right now because becoming a real estate agent is now the trendy thing to do. So prior to 2019, uh, a big majority of the agents, the rock star agents, were the ones who had been in the business for the past 30 years. And now we have this big rush of a younger crowd, 30s and below, who are getting into real estate. And the younger crowd really understands social marketing. And the older crowd doesn't. So the older crowd, like I said, prior to 2019, they were using those old magazines. They know that the marketing has now changed. And so they're concerned because they don't want to have to adopt this new technology. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're relying on um, you know, referrals from people who they've sold from before, which, which is still a good way to sell homes. And word of mouth is still super important. Oh, but yeah. even if you get a referral from somebody, that person's still going to go to 
Redfin or Zillow or something and try and find a home online and then ask you about it. So there's still that online aspect. The images still have to be on point. The video needs to be there. The 360 tour needs to be there. And then you have this self-branding, self-image portion that also needs to be taken care of. So you have to have your reels on Instagram and you have to be on YouTube. I mean, if you're selling houses and you don't have a YouTube presence, people aren't going to trust you. Like, how are they going to find you and know what you've sold before? And right now, houses are selling so fast that you could probably take a crayon drawing and put it up on the internet and sell at home within five days. (laughs) However, when the market turns, and we all know it's going to, are you going to be able to show your new sellers what you've been using for marketing, say, yeah, I got these great crayon drawings. Are they going to trust you to carry their home into the future? Every seller, no matter how fast the market is working, wants to know that their home is special and wants to be treated special. So if you know that a home is selling within five days, the best thing you can do right now is go all in on marketing because you're going to get your money back. The house is going to sell. And then in the future, when the market turns, you'll be able to show all those sellers, look, this is what we do. We do professionally scripted voiceover videos. We do 360 tours. We do Zoom and Reels and and, and virtual open houses. Who else is going to treat you that well? And then the seller's going to feel confident. And when when you're really vying for sellers, that's going to be the way to move forward. Because really, you're trying to put the atten- you're trying to grab everyone's attention. You're right, trying to grab the right people, not everyone's attention, because you have a specific demographic that you're trying to reach to who have enough money, who have the right enough money in order to buy that house that you want, uh, that you have available, and you're trying to reach them. And with, I'm thinking about now the inventory of, of homes now and what's, what the predictions are with foreclosures that might open even more homes up. But that I know it takes uh, my understanding and reading about it, it takes a while for those uh, foreclosures to be available on the market uh, to, to sell. And so in preparation for those being available to sell, I think what you're talking about is prepare having, it's almost like having your portfolio exactly. ready to go. Yes. So that way you're you need able to have a portfolio. To, to be ready to go when the, when the time comes. You need to have a portfolio. And here's an interesting thing also, since you and I came from the headshot world, you need to have a niche. If you don't niche down as a real estate seller, right? An agent, then you're just, you're not speaking to any, you're trying to get everybody's attention and you're not getting anybody's attention. And you could be a a luxury home sales, or you could be first time buyer sales, or you could do mid, mid of the market sales. You could do VA. Like there's always things that you can specialize in. And if you can show somebody, this is what I specialize in. And that's why I'm the right agent for you. Then that's, what's going to get the right people's attention. So what everybody tells Russell Brunson tells you and everybody tells you to go ahead and create your perfect client, write down who they are, how old are they, how much money do they earn in a year, and then you're going to know the language to speak to bring that person in. And that's what's going to get you the clients that you want to work with rather than 
whatever comes in off the street. You talked about how being a real estate agent is the, the super trendy thing to do now. Um, what are the top three things that you would say that a new real estate agent needs to know about marketing in today's world? In, in 2022, these are the top three things you need, that person needs to do when it comes to marketing. So the number one thing that I would suggest for a new agent is to get a mentor. Find one of those older agents who doesn't really understand how to use social marketing and help them give, givers gain. So help them build up their marketing and they're gonna help you learn the things that you need to know, like how home inspections work, um, how to build relationships with clients, how to, how to get those referrals from people who you've sold to before, right? And the relationship part is, is the, the biggest part of real estate. So moving forward, as you're building those relationships, it's really important just to learn how to build relationships. And if you can build that relationship with a mentor, they're going to help you learn how to build relationships with your clients. I like that. Any other tips for a brand new for a brand new uh, real estate agent when it comes to marketing? You meant you mentioned mentorship. Uh, finding a mentor is mm -hmm. a good one. Is there anything else you you think that would be important for them? Um, maybe have a second job. <laughs> it's it's hard. I mean, it's a hard world to get into. It, if you sell four houses a year, you're going to make a, 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 what would it be like lower, upper, lower, middle, uh, lower middle class income, right? Uh, with just four houses a year. So that's not necessarily a lot of work. It doesn't sound like a lot of work, but there's a lot of paperwork involved and there's a lot of running around. You're going to have to, you have to pay for your license. You have to pay for the gas to do all of the showings that you have to go to. You have to pay fees if you get on a team, which I definitely recommend getting on a team if you're brand new. Uh, pay those fees to the team. Uh, so there's a lot of money that you have to put out before you can start getting money back. So you either need to have a big reserve or you need to have a second job. Problem with a second job is it's not going to allow you to focus on what you really need to focus on to become a full-time real estate agent. Gotcha. And I'm sure the third thing is they need to start learning, learning on how digital marketing works in this industry, right? <laughs> I think they know. I think, you know, they, they were brought up with a cell phone in their hand. I think they understand it better than the older crowd does. Um, but it's, it's changing that, that face-to-face getting a yes, getting a close, like the power sales, that it's kind of all a wash now. Like that stuff doesn't really work anymore. You know, I still have people call me, ask for an appointment and then say, okay, well, Thursday or Saturday work best for you. Well, what if neither of those work for me? Like that's a pressure sales and pressure sales aren't working anymore because people have been so tuned into it for so long that they're now turning it off. But the younger, the younger generation knows that that's not the way you deal with people. And they're, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a kinder audience now on both sides. So um, you, you're not going to get as harsh of a no, but you have to realize that no is sometimes a yes. Uh, I would listen to Chris Voss's uh, Never Settle for Half. That's a fantastic book. And um, 
that will really kind of turn you on to knowing a yes can be a no, right? Like people will say yes, just to get you to stop talking to them Mm -hmm. and then never follow through. So Chris Voss says, at least a no is honest and you can work with that. So if you can learn, you know, kind of how to negotiate and navigate those conversations, then you're going to do all right in, in any type of sales environment. My last question and uh, for, for our time together on the show is uh, we talked a lot about marketing the, the real estate properties and we talked about social and, and leveraging it. What is your thought about real estate agents creating their brand on social? Because the first person that I think that, that's, that I follow on YouTube is uh, Ryan Surratt who does luxury real estate uh, stuff in, uh, in, in New York City. And I've been following his stuff just for the crazy million dollar home tours that he'll put up on, on, on YouTube. These are homes that I will probably never, ever own in my lifetime. But just the fact that he's showing it gives me a, a, a rare chance for me to be what's inside because he's narrating everything that's in that home and the process of, of, of him when he left one group and he built his own and he was on a, he did a TV show and stuff. So the behind the scenes stuff was, was, was interesting for me. Do you see, and that's, that's, that's a whole luxury market. That's a whole another part of real estate. Um, but do you see the market leveraging personal brands as another way of selling other than using the products, the digital products for marketing homes itself? Well, I think we touched on that a little bit earlier when we were talking about reels and things like that. Uh, You have to have your own brand because it's going to build comfort with somebody before they meet you face to face. And we've had agents who, who I was just spoke to one of my agents yesterday. In fact, she does reels constantly. She said that in this past, in this past year, her reels earned her $750,000 because she had clients come up to her and say, I love your character. I saw you on the reels and I just think you would be fun to work with. So um, be, uh, be true to who you are because that's what's going to resonate with the people who see you in whatever aspect you decide to put yourself out there. Choose one form of marketing until you master it. So if it's going to be Instagram, do Instagram. If it's going to be YouTube, do YouTube or TikTok. And then those will bleed into the others. So you've got, you can do TikTok. I'm not a fan of TikTok. You can do TikTok and then take those and put them on shorts on YouTube and put them on the reels on Instagram. Uh, Try not to brand them because now the algorithms are starting to catch on. Mm -hmm. But uh, you can can utilize that product more than once. So what we started with was we started with um, uh, Facebook Lives. And that grew into like uh, uh, LinkedIn live and we could take those live and we could move it to YouTube and just post them on there. And then we could take the reels from that and put them on Instagram. So you can take each piece of content that you create and you can use it five or six times, get the most benefit that you can out of it, but focus on one platform first. So if it's, if it's Facebook, do Facebook. I'm curious with the Instagram reels, that's, that's, that's a lot of engagement. Um, what type of content 
uh, is she putting out uh, that that's that seems to be doing so well? Is it they're more about- goofy and fun? She's got a she's got like a, her big cup of tea, and she'll be there smiling, and then she'll have like something up there. Um, when when your seller tells you they're going with another agent, and she's like, <laughs> right? So just fun stuff, just like like the harsh reality of being a, a real estate agent or anything. It could be anything, but yeah, it, it's got to be entertain. It's got to be entertaining or educational. Mm-hmm. Those those are the two places you really want to focus on. So long as people can engage with it, though, you're going to do well. I like it. Christopher, it was awesome having you on the show. Um, where can people find you uh, and learn more about what you do uh, online? Well, the easiest way is csgphotos.com. And the if you want to find us on any of the social media sites, YouTube is CSG Photos. Instagram is CSG Photos Official because somebody already had CSG Photos and took great pictures of their dogs. I liked her page. She has like five or six images up there, but, um, <laughs> I can't take it from her. So, uh, I became friends with her and, uh, you know, Facebook, same thing, CSG picks. So we do our best to try and stay around that CSG stands for customer satisfaction guaranteed. And we want to help you turn up the volume on your real estate marketing. See, I thought CSG was your, your full name. Oh my God. You're on to me. <laughs> CSG Christopher St. Tremaine. Yeah, well, that's how it started. (laughs) So the the full backstory on that is when we were over in Korea, I was running the photo studio and then somebody put in an IG, that's Inspector General, complaint against me for having a side business. So I um, wasn't allowed to use my real name. I had to have a shell company out of Seattle to be able to do any kind of business in Korea while I was over there. So when I moved back to the States, I said, and I was over there as a photographer. That's the crazy thing, right? Like uh, you remember the hospital they were building at USAG Humphreys? Yes. It was our job to photograph the hospital every day from the same exact room. We did over 160,000 images of that building. uh, Yeah, it was a lot of fun. It was a great, great job, but I couldn't have a side job and they wouldn't let me use my name. Right. So I created uh, at the time was Da Vinci Photos, which mm-hmm. is incredibly, um, uh, I want to say it was uh, arrogant to use the name <laughs> Da Vinci. Right. I wouldn't do it again because that old guy has like all of the space on the internet. You can't beat him. Like it took me like six years just to come up on page one for, for Google. Uh, so when I got back, I said, okay, I'm going to use my name. So I got my business license, Christopher St. Germain Photography, LLC. And nobody knows how to spell that. So it was a a horrible URL. So I said, well, I need to shorten it. So I shortened it to CSG Photos. And then I said, that's really good. People can find csgphotos.com, no problem. What if somebody else takes over the business or I decide to sell it? Hmm. What's CSG gonna mean for them? They're not going to use my name. So if I decide to go international or uh, a franchise out as we expand, CSG doesn't make sense for another company to use. Customer satisfaction guaranteed. And believe it or not, it took me like three months to think of that. (laughs) And I'm going through my mind. I'm like, 
uh, camera services and gear. No, like what can CSG stand for? Every night I'm laying in bed thinking, and then I woke up one day and I was like, customer satisfaction. Actually, I said, uh, I said like customer service guaranteed. And I, I belong to a group called BNI, which is mm-hmm. Business Networking International. And I mentioned it. And uh, one of our friends on there said, don't you mean customer satisfaction? I was like, oh, that's so much better. Like I didn't even <laughs> think of it myself. Like somebody else had to point it out. Yeah, BNI. That's uh, BNI is super important too for us mm-hmm. as we uh, as we were kind of new in the field, and because um, the the word of mouth is so important through real estate. So now we have a group of. 25 other business owners who refer us out to other real estate agents, which makes it a a lot more. uh, Nobody goes on Google to find a real estate photographer. Like we own Google for our area, but nobody finds us on Google. Like everybody goes to, uh, you know, word of mouth. Who do you use? Right. It goes back to what you mentioned earlier. It's about relationships. It's all about relationships. Yeah. One last question is uh, what's, what's one either TikTok or IG Instagram real trend that you like that's going on and one that you don't like? I'm, I'm curious. Um, well, I don't like TikTok at all. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's it's really catering to a crowd. It, it's not meant for marketing. And Instagram originally was, okay, let's go all the way back to Facebook. Facebook was not originally meant for marketing. And then it became a marketing platform and the whole younger crowd left. Like if you talk to the younger generation now, they tell you that Facebook is for their parents. Their parents are on Facebook all the time, right? <laughs> um, Instagram is going that way. Of course, they're owned by Facebook. So it kind of makes sense. You know, Instagram used to be a great place to just post photos. And when we were doing travel photography, it was fantastic for us because, you know, I'd be in the Philippines one week, we'd be in Korea, we'd be, you know, ride my, who rides a Harley through Korea, right? Like those pictures were doing great. So um, when we got back here and Instagram kind of made that big shift that now it's no longer a photo platform, it's kind of like having to relearn everything to stay engaged with our audience. So that's been a real challenge. What I do like about, I like, I like the carousels because you can, you can like host more than one photo in one spot. So if you wanna tell a full story, and we do this with, with uh, some of the open houses that we have, we'll put like 10 images of that house and you can swipe through and see the entire house. Uh, I even do that with videos where we have the voiceover and it'll be like 15 seconds of each area. So you'll go to the living room, I'll tell you about it. And then you, and you swipe. And you put and subtitles you, underneath, right? We put the subtitles in there because not everybody listens to Instagram. Most people are, okay, they're in school and they're like watching Instagram. (laughs) And uh, so they- Or a very popular place to use your cell phone is when you're on on the toilet. (laughs) Yeah, you don't want anybody to know like you're rocking out in the john. So um, (laughs) they like to read the subtitles. Yeah, I put subtitles on there. And then the Reels is a new thing. Like I have seen some, some photo agencies that they're using the Reels really well. And they look fantastic, but I don't know if that's kind of beyond what was meant to be done with the shorts and reels, right? Like having, 
having professionally edited 15 seconds of excitement just kind of to me is overdoing the point where you're supposed to be like, look, I'm at the Grand Canyon. I want to show you guys where I'm at. And isn't this fun? Like that's what the reels were meant to be. All right. Uh, but now they're all like professionally scripted and they're professionally shot and edited and color corrected and they look great. And it's 15 to 60 seconds of entertainment, right? You gotta be educational or entertainment. Right. But, but I just don't think that's what they were originally created for. They're, they're still evolving. And then the other part is what's the return on investment for having a high end production for 15 seconds versus having long form content on say a, a platform where video is more properly adapted to it's like 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 youtube you know yeah. you, you have a you have a virtual tour on youtube and then you you really i feel like you can't really do a home justice by cramming it down in the 15 seconds right but if we even take it out of that uh real estate model right and and go into the entertainment industry, you are going to watch a preview before you go to a movie. So for YouTube, I think the shorts makes perfect sense because, you know, uh, uh, Peter Hurley could be like, hey, I'm out here uh, sailing because he loves to sail, right? I'm in New York and I'm sailing. And we also just did a live event that you can see on my YouTube channel. 15 seconds done, right? Got your attention. It's entertaining. And he's pushing you over to his channel. So that makes total sense to me to utilize it in that, you know, as far as marketing goes, to have that done, have it done professionally. It looks good. Uh, it kind of starts to tell you the story, but to get the full story, you have to go to our page. I was really hoping that you were going to tell me about a really cool dance that you were learning for IG story, uh, for IG Reels coming up, but. No, that won't be me. <laughs> Christopher, it was great having you on the show today. Thanks for being on. Oh, it was an honor to be here, and it's great to see you again. Thanks for listening to the Waza Media Podcast. If you found this podcast helpful, please share this with a friend and give us a review. It only takes a quick moment. Be sure to follow us on our social media platforms at Waza Media. That's W-A-Z-A Media. And if you're looking for an agency to help you take your business to the next level, please visit our website at waza.media to schedule a consultation. Thanks again for listening and tune in next time for the next episode.